Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Our main subject has been since the beginning of the year, God our provider or God making provision for his people. We're living in a time today where uh, there is so much uncertainty in so many things. And the world is really troubled. The world is anxious. The world is fearful and afraid. With news of this and news of that happening, their hearts literally are reaching a point where one day they will just begin to fail because of what is happening in this world. But God for his people has made very specific preparations to provide for them in the times of hardship, in the times of danger, doesn't necessarily mean luxury, but it means that he will provide the provisions that are necessary to continue to do his work. And many times that means he will open doors for individuals, especially involved in ministry and even other areas, so that certain things can be transferred or given or received by those in charge. But then that puts an emphasis on stewardship. Anything and everything that is given to us by God, whether it's eternal life, whether it's His Holy Spirit, whether it's a certain ministry, whether it's a ministry gift, whether it's a gift of the Spirit, we are responsible stewards for that. God is the possessor of heaven and earth and everything that is up there and everything that is down here. The devil is not the owner of these things. The earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it. Now the devil temporarily has deceived mankind into thinking that he is the owner, but he is not. He offered Jesus the cosmos, but he didn't offer him the planet because it's not his. The cosmos meaning fallen man and, and the glory of those kingdoms and the power of those kingdoms. But he couldn't offer him the land, the earth itself, and everything that is on it. Just the systems of this world, which basically he has run from the very beginning, whether they're educational, financial, uh, whether they're religious, whatever the system is. But we are accountable to God for everything and anything that he gives us. Sometimes we think that, you know, we talk about stewardship and that means, oh, stewards, we're, we're supposed to be good stewards of God's money. But stewardship involves much more than that. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that children are a gift, a reward from the Lord. That means that for whatever reason that he decided... That is what he is going to reward you for, but you are responsible for that reward. You're responsible for those children in every aspect of their lives, especially when it comes to the salvation and to the experience of knowing God. The headship of the home, beginning with the husbands, the fathers, they are responsible for this, and many times they pass it on to the wife or to the mother. Or to, and I'm going to use this very carefully, or to women for them to do this. But yet God has commanded the man to be the head. He is the steward of the home. 
And for those that have been remarried and those that uh, uh, got married and have other family involved, the, the scripture is very plain. If you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, how can God give you your true riches, the true blessings that belong to you? If you can't take care of that, which is another and that that especially in Christendom, I'm not talking about the world in Christendom that uh, many times parents will make a distinction between their own children that came out of them and those that came out of another man. And they're just a, a part of the family, you know, step stepdaughter, step uh, son of whatever we want to call them. But yet we are to treat them and be responsible stewards for them just as much as that which is our own. And that would even include a husband or a wife. If one has been remarried, then the responsibility of however the husband may have been or the wife may have been in the past, may have been good, may have been bad, and the responsibility of how to stewardship one's life on the behalf of another. See, so this really opens a big can of worms. So we're going to look at the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14. And let's, let's look at God, the great giver, but also wanting the responsibility of his people concerning what he has given us. This is how it starts off. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. And I'll say this, we can take the example of Jesus literally has gone into a far country. He's gone into another place to prepare a place for us. Who called his own servants, that's us, and delivered unto them, notice, his goods, not our goods, his goods. They never belong to the servants. They belong to the man that left for that far country. He left them in charge to manage, to stewardship, whatever those goods were on his behalf. It says in verse 15, in this teaching that Jesus gave, it says, And unto one he gave five talents. And to another, he gave, the scripture says, he gave two talents. And to another, he gave one talent. So we can see from here in the scripture that depending on how the master saw that it was fit, that is how he gave them out. Basically, he balanced the weights according to how he wanted whether they were in the form of coins or in the form of a sum of money or that was the weight of the gold that was given to them. It doesn't specify, but it says to one, five talents were given, to another, two talents were given, and to another, uh, <clears throat> one talent was given. To every man according to his several ability. And the word there, uh, basically pertains to the ability pertaining to that individual's own uh, life. In, in other words, not everybody, and I'm going to use this very carefully, not everybody is created equal. 
Some people are more driven to do something and some people are just lazy. That's the only way to put it. So you cannot say we're created equal in that sense. We are equal in the sense when we strive, whether it's with a little bit or whether it's a lot, to accomplish whatever has been required of us, of our master. He will take into account, not that he, you didn't get five talents, but he's going to take into account that he gave you one, and he wants to know what you're going to do with that one, just as much as the one that was given five is going to be responsible to give account of those five talents that he was given. But it's going to be according to the several ability. And the word there, ability, uh, can be translated uh, from the word dunamis, can be translated power, according to the power that is in that individual's life. And if we were to uh, get even a little bit more technical, the only way that the dunamis of God is ever released in our lives is through faith by the Holy Spirit. Faith, faith, having faith, and the work of the Holy Spirit when Jesus said, and you shall receive dunamis when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, right here it says, according to his several dunamis, whatever the ability and the power that he has. And straight away he took his journey. And of course, Jesus did hang around after his resurrection. He hung around and then... Uh, at, at the end of 40 days, he left and his disciples uh, were given instruction to wait to receive the Holy Spirit. They did for 10 days. And of course, 120 of them were in the upper room in that house and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But Jesus took off on his journey, not just to take off, but to accomplish and continue the work of intercessor and advocate for us and mediator. Then it says in verse number 16, Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And the word traded there basically is the word he toiled. He was occupied in a task. He, he did something by implication to effect uh, the talents he engaged in something, labored in something, ministered in something, traded in something, worked in something that was able to make him five more talents. So this man that had that several ability, that power, with those five talents, he went and invested it in the wisest way, and with those same five talents that he had been given, not with others, not with something special or particular, but the very same five talents that he was given by the owner, he made another five talents. So he literally went and he toiled, he worked, he strived. This talks about an individual that is not lazy but is literally looking out for his master's interest, his best interest at heart. And that's what this individual did that was given the five talents. And of course, we've read, we've studied, or we've heard 
the, the teaching on, on the talents. But remember, we're talking about stewardship of whatever the Lord has committed into our hands. And in verse number 17, it says, And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained also another two. And the word there that is basically used for gain is exactly that. He literally won. He gained five I mean, he gained two more talents. But out of the entire little group of three people, one of them is going to turn out to be a little bit different. It says in verse 18, But he that had received one went and dug in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, here it's very specific about several things. He had received the talent, just like the others had received theirs. But he went and he dug a hole in the ground. Literally. And he buried what he was given. What he was given, it says, was his Lord's money. Here we're told that the talents are actually or were actually money. And he took that one talent and he just buried it in the ground knowing that it was his Lord's money. So here we see that this man's interest was not looking out for the best interest of the kingdom of God or his Lord, but it was for whatever for whatever reason, it was for his own interest. Whether he didn't want to work, whether he didn't want to take the time, whether he didn't want to make the effort, whether he realized and thought, well, you know, I'm not going to get anything out of it. I saw they gave the other guy five and the other one two. I must not be anything. They only gave me one. Whatever his reasoning, whatever his excuse was, it wasn't going to hold up water before the Lord. When that master was going to come back, this was not going to be a good report. This was not going to be something that he was going to respond to and give account of that, be, that would be worthy of uh, one saying, well, you know, happy day, happy day is here. Uh, uh, the Lord is going to bless me because, look, I took one talent and I made another talent or I made a half a talent at least. At least the effort was made. At least he put something into it. But if that thing is in the ground, unless it's a seed, it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. Well, consider this. What has the Lord put into your hands, into your life, into your ministry? Are we being good stewards? Not of just that which is financial, but that which he has given you. Time, breath, life, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. You're not taking it with you. Might as well use it and invest it. Until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. Jesus is coming. Amen.